Holy shit. It's been a while. Been too long. I've been too busy. I've had so much on my plate, but uh, finally I'm back in the studio, and I'm going to start pumping out some podcasts. That's probably a lot of peas in your guys' ears. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but uh, but welcome back. Thank you for joining me again here on the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Charm City Paintball, best head game in the game. Um they have uh, all kinds of unique headbands, styles, fabrics, all kinds of awesome stuff over at Charm City Paintball. Uh, I have some in front of me right now. It's like a uh, it's like a corn stalkers kind of uh, in the woods headband. It's actually really really cool. He has all kinds of designs, old school stuff that uh, that's high density fabric that uh, that does not tear. He has ripstop fabric. It's it's all great. Um, he also makes the pack bands. That, uh, that I have on my pack, the sweet American flag one. Super proud of it. That thing is sick. But, uh, but he is also into making any kind of custom headband that you would like. I mean, this guy, he, uh, he's a paintball player himself. He enjoys playing the game, and uh, he enjoys making awesome headbands. So uh, make sure you hit him up, Charm City Paintball. He's on Facebook. Uh, shoot him a message and collaborate. See if you guys can work something out. Get a custom headband. And uh, also, all of his headbands are usually 10 runs or less because once he runs out of fabric, that is it. Finito. Done with those. So uh, make sure you let him know that Carl from the Playing On Podcast sent you. We are also brought to you by CK Fight Life. Uh, That's ckfightlife.com where you can find all kinds of awesome paintball products, jujitsu products, and uh, a big thing that they are doing right now since the whole custom uh, paintball marker is big right now, whether it be anodizing or what. But uh, CK does custom laser engraving. You might have seen them on some Houston Heat guys' uh, markers. He's also done them for, uh, I believe, Iron Man have some. Uh, I think Infamous just had some some GMEX made up. But uh, But if you guys are interested in that, uh, go ahead and give them a call, 951-219-5045, and ask for Tony. And uh, you can get all the information on laser engraving and anything else. Um, let them know that Carl from the Playing On Podcast sent you, and uh, and they can give you a nice little dealio. But uh, but make sure you hit them up. Again, that's 951-219-5045. Ask for Tony. Thank you, CK Fight Life. And uh, last but not least, we are brought to you by Planet Eclipse, the makers of the LV 1.5, the CS2, all the nastiness. The uh, I saw a bunch of GMEX this weekend, this past weekend, at the, uh, the uh, 10-man, Gunfighters 10-man tournament, uh, which was awesome, by the way. Some some crazy shenanigans going down, but regardless, it was, it was an amazing time. Saw some legends in the game, and... Uh, and, and it was just, it was a great time. I was fortunate enough to shoot the Etha Mechanical. That thing is nasty. I'm, I'm telling you right now that that is one of the best shooting mechanical markers that I've ever shot. And that it's, it's going to be a rental marker. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I had a bunch of people shoot it and they were like, wow, this thing is, this is amazing. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is the E-Tech or I'm sorry, the E-Mech, um, Etha Mechanical, and I, I'm not lying to your ears right now. One of the best shooting and accurate 
I mean, not only is it smooth, it is accurate. Um, so make sure if you get the chance to shoot one, uh, do so, please. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. It, it. It's the most fun I've had shooting a mechanical marker since my Tipman 98. <laughs> I don't know if that's if that's saying a lot, but um, I think it was fun. I thought it was awesome, and I thank you, Jack Woods and Planet Eclipse, uh, for allowing me to uh, to shoot that nasty little piece of machinery at the uh, at the Ten Man and at future mechanical tournaments. And I'm also going to show it off around here. And, you know, maybe some fields around here will pick them up, which they should because they're awesome. And they're going to be cheap, 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 cheap. Um, so make sure you keep an eye out. That's really all the information I know on them. So I'm not going to give you a price. I'm not going to give you any more information because I don't know anything. This is all hearsay. I, yeah, I'm not the informant. So, uh, but thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, this podcast today is with can you hear me shuffling through my papers and make sure i say his name right but uh today is with augie orozco from uh, scottsdale elevation these guys uh in vegas did an amazing job they made it all the way to sunday and i believe they made it to the to the quarterfinals on on sunday if i'm i don't have any notes on that but i know they made it to sunday and i believe they they played uh uh, Dynasty again. They played them in prelims, and then they played them again uh, on on Sunday, and then ended up getting beat. Uh, but I hope I said that right. I hope I'm not butchering this. But uh, but anyway, regardless, they did great. I mean, I, not only did Scottsdale Elevation did great. I thought uh, I thought DMG played really well. I thought uh, New York Extreme played well. ML Kings played really well. I thought it was a great. Um, what's the word for those uh, inaugural tournaments for those guys? Yeah, I thought that was I thought it was a great tournament. I, I thought they all did really well. And um, I, you know, he heard on a previous podcast that I wanted to talk to him and he hit me up and I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I, I would love to hear their side of the story because, uh, you know, I've been in the game so long on this side of it that, you know, sometimes you lose, you kind of lose sight of what it used to be like you know, coming into the league and, and, and having those feelings and those, uh, the anxiety and the excitement of when you first started playing pro. So I was uh, very fortunate to be able to sit down and talk to Augie and, uh, and have a great conversation. I feel, I thought it was really, I thought it was really cool. And I'm glad he reached out. So, um, so without, I'm not going to say without further ado, I know you guys were looking for that, but I'm not going to say it. So without wasting any more time, here is the podcast with Augie Orozco from Scottsdale Elevation. My old school wired headphones, man. <laughs> they go digging around in drawers for these bad boys. That's right, man. That's that's the one thing about wired headphones, though, is probably ninety nine percent of the time they will work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. At least, I mean, that's how I see. I use wired headphones yeah. for uh, for mine. And anytime, I think any all but one time I've had somebody use uh, Bluetooth headphones doing this, and they've shaky. had they have had issues with it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, I mean, you just can't. You know, sometimes wireless isn't the best. Yeah. Yeah. But for you sure. Never know. Yeah. 
Never know until yep. you try, dude. So thank you so much for uh, for for sitting down. Uh, I know you had you had actually reached out me, out to me because I think it was on the Meter podcast. It was, um, yeah, yeah. I was talking about uh, talking to you because I don't I don't really know much about the individual players. I've heard of the team name because I actually I think you guys started um, playing pro in seven man when yeah. I took a little hiatus. Okay. And so, um, so how did that come about? Like, how did how did you guys get into the pro ranks on the on the seven man side? So this was God. I think it was like two thousand eight. The Philly Americans couldn't make it to San Diego MPPL. So Bosch, I think, got a call, and you know they needed a team to fill in for the Philly Americans. Now who's Bosch? Uh, Ryan Bosch. So NXE. Um. That when, sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, Ryan yeah. Bosch. Ryan Bosch, yeah. Um, yeah, he owned NXC um, all the way up until they sold to Titman uh, years back. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. He, you, you, if you saw his face, you'd you definitely recognize him. He's been around forever. I'm so much more of a face guy than I am a name, like a, a remembering names so, guy. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's like even meter. Like, I'm like, who is this meter guy? So I actually like looked him up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just didn't know like, you know, who he, who he was before that. But yeah, yeah. so that that tournament, um, and that was like our first. I mean, you can't even really consider it was like legitimate. It was in two thousand eight, I believe. So the all the good teams were still um, still in it, um, and then USPL, which was like a joke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was that was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was just like, I think it was Seven Man's like last-ditch effort to try and make, you know, try and make it, uh, I I don't know, but we were one of the teams, um, it was very watered down for sure, um, and then, uh, yeah, and, you know, obviously how we got to the NXL was last year, we placed fifth overall, um, we kind of got a little bit lucky, um, because I think it was Distortion and Bears both went defunct. Uh, they both, you know, after last year, they called it quits, I guess, those two teams. And they were actually both ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So they would have gotten the call up if if uh, if they didn't, you know, you know, disband or whatever. And yeah. then that got the, we got the call up when they expanded. Huh. But, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have thought of it with, uh, with Vegas. I mean, you guys came out swinging in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, you know, we came out just we, you know, we just didn't want to finish twentieth. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> that's always a great goal to to look forward to. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, and so we didn't. I don't know. I feel like a lot of our individually, all of our guys are, um, you know, they're all really good. We all shoot our guns really well. Um, you know, just and we've played Dynasty and uh, Iron Man and all those guys in practices out here in San Diego, and you know we kind of hold our own. Dynasty's always had our number, man. Those mm-hmm. guys, no matter they what, they have a seven, lot of people's numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, so um, and you know, I feel like we've held our own against those teams for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just kind of you know, luck. last year in, se- in semi pro, we just didn't really. We had a second place finish, and then we made every Sunday, and we just couldn't. It was always like a point here that you know, mm-hmm. you know that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but we can never really pull it off. We were actually up in our finals match against ML Kings in Atlantic City, and then um, we were running with a, 
I think we only had six guys. We had six out of in or seven, and we I think I think fatigue really set in, um, and that's why we couldn't pull that win off. I think we were I think we were up three one. We ended up losing, um, but yeah. Now, do you see a uh, a significant difference uh, between semi pro and pro? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, besides, like the the top teams, uh, I feel like last year our semi pro division was really. Uh, it, I mean, it was it was deep. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think with distortion and bears, if either one of them would have stuck together and went in, I mean, they could have done the same thing we did. Um, and same goes with, you know, DMG obviously almost ran the table last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then MYX and ML Kings, it's, I feel like that division, the top like six or seven teams last year, and especially with aftermath coming in the, the last event, I mean, that, that division was pretty stacked last year. It was, a, it was a grinder of a division. That's for sure. Um, yeah. so any of those teams, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those teams did the same thing we did in Dallas for, you know, mm-hmm. especially DMG. Those guys are really good. Yeah. I watched, uh, I watched, a. I don't want to say I watched a bunch, but I watched a few of, uh, of the new, new team, uh, yeah. games and, uh, the one I watched, I forget you guys played, um, but I watched you guys uh, play in a game. Very impressed. Uh, I watched DMG a bunch because uh, they they were actually the ones that usually played like right before we did. Um, okay. So I watched uh, I watched some of their matches. I was very impressed. You know, even even New York. Um, mm-hmm. Who who's the the fourth team that I'm missing? M- ML Kings. ML King. Yeah, and ML Kings. So I don't think really anybody had that bad of an event i think i think an experience alone playing at this the highest level is uh is good i mean yeah whether you go out there and obviously everybody wants to do well but just going out there and and feeling the atmosphere and and feeling the kind of the 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 cadence of things and how things operate and i think it was a little bit more it's weird because i feel like it was it was like right in the middle between chaos and complete like uh you know well because there's there's so many more teams right so we're they're they're trying to get all the games going and going and going but at the same time the pits have never been so calm in every single team's pit it's it's weird it's it's very weird people get you know people get everyone gets ready at a different pace you know every this person you know might need to be screamed at this person might need to be left alone in a corner but I feel yeah. like everybody is lately, for the past few years, I feel that like everybody is like just very, very calm and focused, and there's there's not too much craziness unless you know unless something happens you know in our pits, and then uh, you know Bruno sees somebody cheating and he wants to rip everybody's head off. Yeah, but, yeah, we heard uh, uh, Jeremy saw him go off on mm-hmm. their first match when I think they got blown out. Um, did they get blown out? And then they went back and blew out damage. I think. Yeah, something but, like that. Yeah, I think they lost 6-0 to maybe it was like he or the Russians. Um, and then they came out and beat D- uh, Damage 6-0. Um, but that first match, yeah, Jeremy was going, he's going crazy in there. <laughs> they're in the they're in the same pit as us. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's, uh, he, I, I wouldn't mind having him on here, but he's a character too. But yeah, I think sure. that goes to show just something like that where, you know, uh, a team like Outlaws can go get beat up on, and then yeah. go beat up, you know, a, a team that placed. I think what they placed like third last year, 
I think they were shit. third. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, I, at this top level, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you could either yeah. have uh, – it's a game-to-game -game thing because at any point, at any given time, uh, any team can beat you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's what it for is. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you get caught sleeping or you don't take a team seriously and – yeah, you get you get slapped upside the head real quick, you know. So run me uh run me a little bit through uh through Vegas as far as uh game by game. So what who was your first game? Um, um you know, let me know about that experience cuz that was your guys' first uh your first professional game. So um who was it and and what was it like? Um so our first match was against Boom. Um and we played those guys back in D2 days. Um and then, uh, so I, I mean, not to take anything away from boom, but it was kind of like a good ease into the pros, mm -hmm. right? We didn't come out and play dynasty, our first match or Ironman, our first match or AC, our first match. It was, you yeah. know, boom. I don't know what they placed last year, probably middle of the pack, bottom middle or something like that. Um, so I think that was like a kind of, we came in kind of thinking like, all right, we can beat these guys. You know what I mean? Confident. Like, uh, confident. We had a little confidence going into that. And then, um, yeah, we came out. Uh, we jumped on to like a three-zero lead, I think, either three or two, and then, um, uh, yeah. So that was like a good little ease into the pro division. Um, I think we ended up beating them four-three, so they came back on us. Um, mm -hmm. So we, had, you know, kind of readjust about halfway through that match, and you know, come out on top four-three or five-four. We beat them by one point. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was a. That was a good, you know, especially going into our second match, Dynasty, you know, those guys. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that was, um, but yeah, a boom. Um, we kind a lot of, there's a lot of different players from, you know, back in the D2 days, but, you know, we as we just knew if we played our game um, and kind of settle into the, into, into our first match, then, you know, and play our game and we could we can take on these guys we can beat these guys and um and that's what we did we know we kind of we you know settled into our game plan and you know our, let our guys do work our our ones and fives um and yeah that's kind of kind of how it went down so, so uh so game one boom in the books and yeah uh, and you guys are feeling really good going in against dynasty um yeah did you yeah. guys do you guys scout at all, or did you guys have uh, a certain game plan going into that match? Um, so Dynasty, they that was we were their first match, um, so we didn't get to watch them play. Um, but you know, we we know how those guys play. Every time we play against them, they're so aggressive against us. Um, <laughs> probably because we, I mean, we played them a lot out here, and they know that they can do that on us, and and we knew they were going to do that, and we just couldn't stop them like they just kept mm -hmm. running running and you know and our the, our style is usually we kind of you know shoot our guns and we hold lanes really well and communicate really well and um and it just didn't matter what we did you know and mm -hmm. they went up 5-0 on us and then we we got back a couple points um kind of adjusted we went a little more aggressive with our game plans and that kind of worked out um and uh, we went up, I think we were 5-2 and then 6-2 and then 6-3 and then 7-3 is, I think, how they beat us. But, um, you know, it's Dynasty. Um, those guys are just fucking good, man. They're just good. <laughs> you know, like, you think, you, I think there's a couple points, and they were actually really good shooting. They kept shooting our snake side off the break. 
yeah uh, they were just on point over there and uh yeah it was uh definitely a tough match for sure a little bit of a reality check but we kind of knew that going in you know we, we thought we we figured we you know we had a chance but it was kind of slim mm. uh but you know we we gave it our all against those guys but you know winning those last couple three out of the last five or four points or whatever um you know we felt good about that at least it ended well you know at least we didn't you know just get smoked 6-0 or you know 6-1 or 7-1 or something like that we kind of felt good about the way that match ended right so that's good um but yeah so end of day one which is you know thumbs up there would take that you know for sure oh yes a saturday uh, or i'm sorry a friday uh rather one and one record is is you know nothing to uh to 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 drop your head at that's for sure yeah um especially playing a team like dynasty i mean if anything it's just like you said it's just you know if you guys uh take those last few points that you were able to pull out against a team like dynasty which and that's all it takes man it takes a little bit of momentum and a little bit of uh, a point here or there towards the end that are consistently close to each other and uh, that confidence just builds up into momentum and even though you might have lost the match i mean it definitely gave you guys something for on saturday yeah yeah and i mean we were able to adjust i think is the main thing is like they were the you know boom and dynasty like the difference between those two is just they're so fast like tyler and you know b short and all those guys and arturo like like you give them an inch and they take them out. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's so cliche, but they really do. Like if you turn your head for a second, you look over and then you're in, they're in your snake or, you know, 50 Dorito or something like that. And they're, you know, shooting packs. And they did that for the first five points where, you know, they'd shoot a guy and before we could even adjust to them shooting us, you know, shooting one of our guys off the break, they're like, you know, running down the snake side or running down the Dorito side. And it's just, you know, it's hard to adjust. And then, <laughs> then you turn your guns and shoot on the Dorito side, and then they're running down the snake side. It's just like, <laughs> you know, it's hard with those guys. Yeah, they're very good at uh, forcing mistakes out yeah, of, uh, out of sure. other teams, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So Saturday comes along. Uh, who do you guys have uh, Who do you guys have lined up for Saturday? Um, AC Dallas, our first match, and um, the Ironman, our second match. Um, so not a, uh, not a, a walk in the park. Yeah, not a walk in the park by any means, that's for sure. And uh, especially, I mean, AC Dallas, we we actually played them. Sorry, my chair's all squeaky. It's all right. <laughs> uh, last year, it was our first practice of the year. We actually all went to Dallas, um, and we played them two days um, in Dallas before Las Vegas last year, and uh, um, they put a whooping on us pretty good. They have a great uh, facility out there, though, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, it was actually before they got all like the really nice stuff. It was just poles and start boxes, really. Hey man, um, that's nice. That's from where I'm at. That's nice stuff. As long as you yeah. have that, yeah. Yeah, we had sunshine. You know, a little bit of cloud cover. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you guys are in winter still right now, right? It okay. So I'm in I'm in Ohio, but. I'm not trying to complain too much because like Minnesota and Wisconsin and shit got like 15 inches of snow or like 14 inches of snow. We had like a, we had a little bit of snow today, make maybe not even an inch of accumulation. 
Okay. But it was snowing pretty hard. But then I heard that, uh, <laughs> like a foot and a half of snow. I'm like, oh my god, it's April. What yeah. Are, what are in the middle doing? of April. In the middle of April, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just it's ridiculous. So I mean, are all of your guys from Scottsdale? Um, no. So Corey, Corey Hall, and myself actually live here in San Diego. Um, and the other five guys all live in Phoenix, Phoenix metropolitan area. You know, mm. Scottsdale, Phoenix, Mesa, and a couple other places, but all in the same general area. How far is that from San Diego? Uh, it's about a five hour drive. It's not too yeah. bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. And Corey and I, we go out there for practice. They come out here for practice. So, you know, it all kind of balances out. It's long uh, enough to be annoying. Yeah. But, not, but sure. not long enough to be like, oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it was like, you know, three hours or something. But, you know, it's a little easier. But, you know, the mm-hmm. before Las Vegas, it was, um, yeah, there was a lot of, we had like a practice. Out. It wasn't a layout practice. But there was like a practice that Corey and I went to, and then we came back here, and then we had to go back out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when the layout came out, and then and then uh, we went to Sacramento the weekend before the tournament to play uh, DMG. Um, so yeah. You know, so how much lot- how much longer of a drive is that? Uh, we flew, so oh, okay. they all. Flew- Phoenix and then Corey and I flew from San Diego but that's about a nine it's about a nine hour drive nine and a half hour drive yeah that's a drive yeah yeah so but you know it's just an hour and a half on flight so it's not bad so all right so like I've been I've been thinking this lately um so professional teams in other sports, obviously paintball is not like all the other sports, right? It's something yeah. something alone by itself. Uh, <laughs> but we have traits of all these other all these other sports. Yeah. Why is it necessary, or why do you think it's necessary for teams to practice other teams instead of just practicing themselves? Because obviously uh-huh. other other pro sports they don't go off and they scrimmage other teams all the time. I mean I mean there's preseasons, but yeah. you know all of spring training shit for baseball and and football and all this other stuff. It's not like you have other pro teams practicing each other. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. I mean I know we wouldn't be. We have a D two squad that we what we're gonna practice um, this. No, uh, the weekend before the layout comes out. Um, but, I mean, we, we only run with seven guys, so we don't even have another line to run against. Oh, really? um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, if Dynasty could do it, they have, like, nine guys or ten guys or something like that. I don't know mm-hmm. why they just play each other and, you know, safe some travel or whatever. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm yeah, I don't know. Maybe they can be the the uh, the test dummy for that one and just yeah. Yeah, I stop. mean, I, yeah, I was thinking about it because you know it's you know we obviously everybody's at the same level, right? I mean, everybody everybody's at the pro level. Everybody's at the highest level. Yeah. So if yeah. you look at it, it's like I mean, what other all the all the guys on the team are all top level guys. So what other looks are you gonna get? from these other pro teams like obviously you'll probably have a team where their tendency is more to 
stay zoned up on a lane, you know, or lane up on a zone or be more aggressive. But I feel like you can still uh, replicate that in a practice like yeah. from one squad yeah. or the other. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess it's not necessary for people to travel for practice like that, but it's if you can do it, I mean, the yeah. you know more to that, it for sure. In Arizona, I mean, it's it's coming around a little bit, but there's not a lot of paintball out there. Um, there's you know a bunch of like divisional like D four and D three teams, but I mean we're the we're the only team that was ever even D two when we were D two. Like there was mm. just nothing besides back in seven man days um then there was a couple teams that were good um yeah. you know that were d1 and stuff like that but so let's go back to uh before we got uh sidetracked or i got sidetracked um so saturday ac dallas yeah. and yeah. uh who's the man. second team iron man iron man that's right that's yeah. right and iron man had a lot of uh a lot of hype going into this yeah. tournament for sure, yeah, all those pickups, Damien and uh, who else did they pick Trevor up? Trevor Reeser. Trevor Reeser, yeah, and uh, Spica. And Spica, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so AC being your uh, being your first match, uh, what did uh, what you guys what did you guys expect them to do? Uh, we they play, so we were able to watch their matches from the previous day, and um, they play kind of similar to us. They're really good with their guns shooting lanes and uh, what we noticed most about them is like they're totally content with sitting in a bunker and not shooting at anything and being hard to shoot you know what i mean not giving you those easy gunfights and you know when you're gunfighting you shoot them out or something like that they they don't really do that they kind of sit there if you if you have the drop on them they're like all right i'll just you know shoot this way they don't mm -hmm. give you that like you know, that little head checkers, anything like that. Um, and, you know, they just shoot their guns really well. So we kind of just, we played our game, which is the same as theirs. And we ended up, you know, uh, going up real quick on them, three points. Um, and, uh, you know, we're feeling good. We were rolling. And then they kind of adjusted a little bit um, and came back and uh, went up. They were four points in a row so they went up four three on us um so you guys went up three and yeah. then they came back and scored four points yeah and that you know that's the ac that you know we all yeah. know they're just, those guys are good players and paulie like a, is paulie's just he's a he's a mastermind man that guy's really smart when it comes to game planning and stuff like that yeah um, so yeah they went up four three uh we tied it um four four and then it went to overtime. And uh, in overtime, we got a minor penalty off the break. Um, yeah, lost our snake side. Um, so, yeah, when we saw that, it was kind of like, oh, man, damn it. You know, we lost yeah. this. Um, but, yeah, that was um, it was me, uh, Corey Hall, and Mike Urena was on the Dorito side. And Corey was on the Dorito side. I was in the back center. Um, so I filled out towards the can, um, that snake side can that could just shoot the Doritos. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just posted up right there and just shot, 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 shot. And Corey was doing the same thing on the snake side from the Dorito the tower. tower. Yeah. They were, we were just crossed up and I'm like, oh man, I hope I see Mike make a move. I'm like, hopefully he starts shooting people. Um, but it, you know, as soon as I got to that can, 
I was actually running gunning to the can. I shot a ball at the back corner and I saw it hit his hit his like head or hopper. Mm-hmm. And so it's a quick kill. So, you know, back to 34 and then just posting up right there. And I saw Mike bumping down the Doritos and I see another kill and I see another kill. And yeah, we ended up just pulling that off somehow against those guys, which is crazy, you know, because they're just they just don't give you those easy kills. Yeah, I was going to say they're not a gimme team. That's for sure. Yeah for sure and you know we we're able to pull that one off uh, so we had you know we had a lot of confidence going in against the Ironman that's for sure you know just coming off that win against AC um, so yeah and then the Ironman <laughs> so how'd the Ironman game go um it went uh we won um but they they scored two points in like a minute um the first minute of the game uh yeah they just kind of gave it to us real quick and then uh were they playing the center a lot with damien yeah yeah yep 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 and he kept picking people off like they had they had bobby i think we played all but like two points four on five off the break um they were just they were smoking our um our one on the on the snake side ryan they just kept popping him every time going and he was trying to play it short into the can and they would shoot him going there they shot our guy going up to that right wedge mm-hmm. a couple times. And I mean, they were just, they had those lanes on that snake side on lock. Um, and then Damien working up the center and, uh, yeah, they were, you know, shooting us off the break and we were just able to pull it off. And then we went down two Oh, um, and God, I can't even remember how that match really went. Um, we ended up, we won five three, um, uh, and yeah. So we went five and one after they went two and zero oh against us. Um, hmm. So um, I mean, convincing win against the Irish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I feel like that was probably our. I mean, our most convincing win. We won by two points. The other ones we won by one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. See, that's, yeah. cra- that's crazy. I mean, that's this, this is all just a perfect example of what we were talking about, how, you know, uh, an Ironman, you know, and it could have been the same story against Dynasty. You know, if they didn't have, yeah. if they weren't on point like they uh, like they usually are. Yeah. I mean, and I, you you guys definitely could have pulled out a win against them. Um, AC Dallas, that is, they have given us uh, a run. Every single time we've played them, we've had we've had close matches, and for some reason they've just been able to pull out that point or two that they've needed. Um, yeah. Same thing with Ironman. I mean, we're always as as far as aftershock goes, we're always just right there on the cusp, but just you know needing those one or two points to be able to put a team away. Or I mean, we're we're terrible at letting teams come back too, and that's yeah. that's, that's our biggest thing. We'll go up three points and yeah. just I don't know just turn our guns off i don't know, I don't know what we're doing but yeah it's kind of it's crazy man like and boom i think boom was up 3-0 on dynasty if i remember correctly um and uh yeah so i mean that just goes to show you like how crazy this game is you know at this mm-hmm. at the pro division like if you get caught slipping man any one of these teams will come out and beat you um and i think ac on sunday was up 3-0 on impact yeah, um, I remember correctly. So you know, see that so. I mean, it's man. Anybody, anybody right now at the top level playing pro can beat anybody. Yeah, I mean yeah. any any 
any given day. That's that's yeah. the the great thing about paintball is that yeah. shit like that happens. So yeah, um, and and the field layouts too. I mean, with certain. I feel like that was kind of a going into the event. You know, field layouts obviously work better for certain teams, especially if you're not like a super deep team like Impact or He or Dynasty, where it doesn't yeah. matter where you know what the field layout. Those guys are always going to be you know really good at whatever field layout it is you know and for us it's like um you know we only have seven guys and you know if a field layout really fits for us and you know Mm -hmm. i feel we have a really good chance at beating a lot of teams yeah Um, so yeah well and it shows you know yeah a team plays with confidence and plays like a team then uh you you get results like like you guys did uh in prelims so so you guys beat ac overtime yeah you beat yeah. Ironman by two points. Yeah. Uh, who do you guys draw for Sunday? Um, we drew Trade My Gun, Outlaws. Um, so that right there, you, I mean, you guys were like, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. let's do this. I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming it's the same, uh, kind of the same mindset that you guys had going into the boom match. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it kind of was. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't impact it wasn't dynasty or he or anybody like that you know those like those guys you know what those i mean top, uh, top echelon yeah. yeah yeah those top guys and uh you know and we watched them a little bit we were able to scout them and uh you know they're they're kind of just crafty you know what i mean they mm-hmm. just like they just nothing special they just get it done you know and they put a dumping on damage that was crazy i watched yeah. that stands and i'm just like what is going on here you know what i mean they're just blowing everybody up and yeah that was crazy um but yeah we we're rolling into that feeling pretty confident um and uh that went into overtime too um so we had two overtime wins um and god how did that match go we went up 2-0 i believe um and then uh I think it got tied at three three or four five. I'm so bad with that. Um probably should have done a little bit of homework on that. That's but, right. Yeah. If you were to, if you were to ask me how our matches went, I could probably <laughs> barely tell you who won the matches. <laughs> yeah. And if you want me to go into detail, I'd be like, I don't know, dude, watch watch Go Sports. Go yeah, watch right. go watch the replay because I can't yeah. I can't tell you. I have such a bad memory, it's terrible. And the worst thing is so Go Sports didn't um they didn't have they weren't recording or um broadcasting our ac match which was like really yeah and, um it, i guess it was too early the guys weren't ready or whatever and so too we don't early. get to watch yeah we didn't get to watch that one you know it, we don't get back to relive it i guess but um oh and that that's right the, because the 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 matches are like an hour early now or an hour yeah, earlier it was like at seven twenty or something like that so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh so that one, you know, and Tom Cole comes over afterwards. And he's like, God, I'm so mad. Like, they weren't ready to, you know, put that game on. And so. It was bullshit. You know, there's no- yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like the best match. I mean, that match was crazy. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, um, trade my gun. Yeah, I went into overtime. And uh, what did we do? Oh, they got a minor. They got a minor off the break. Uh, one of the guys trying to go in up to that little uh, – wedge the little w on the snake side mm-hmm. he got clipped in his pack and uh they pulled a minor on that and then we just you know kind of shot them all and it wasn't 
Here's my thing. Here's my thing with unobvious hits. Yeah. Oh, it pisses me off. <laughs> because, so you could take it one way or another, right? Yeah. So, an unobvious hit uh, to a player, they obviously don't feel it, making yeah. it unobvious. Yeah. But if a ref is watching him and doesn't see it break, and then yeah. after the fact finds it yeah like it's not my job to call myself out you know yeah. especially if i get nicked in the pack or some something like that happens like especially he, for front guys that are running head down you know just booking it or whatever yeah like, clipped in the pack a lot of times you won't feel this well, there, and, it, well there's plenty of times where i run to a corner i run somewhere and i feel a pack hit boom yeah. i instantly yeah. throw my hand back there start pointing to it looking for a ref you know yeah but there's sometimes where I'm running to a corner and a ref calls me out and I go, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? And I, yeah. and I take my pack off and it just barely nicked me. Like, I can't feel that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if, if I'm going to a spot and this is how, this is how teams can get fucked too. You know, if, if, uh, like, let's say, let's say I was, I was making that move up to that W right. And, yeah. and I'm diving in, I'm running as fast as I can and I Superman, uh, dive into that W and I get clipped, but yeah, obviously I'm the furthest one up the field. So somebody's eyes, you know, had to be on me. I can't feel yeah. it because my packs, you know, moving all over the place. I dive in and a pat and, and, and a ref mid game finally comes over to me and notices, you know, some little yellow I have on me and goes, yeah. Oh, that's a hit. Oh, that's an, that's a penalty because you know, it's an unobvious. I'm like, well, fucking call me out in the beginning you know watch me go up there then yeah I mean, yeah because that could screw an entire side because especially like let's say uh you go to the w and you're alive and your snake player starts going to work um yeah or, or at least gets into the 50 or something like that even if you're not shooting anybody you at least have that presence and yeah. if you get that penalty pulled and then you pull that snake guy out your yeah. whole your snake side's fucked yeah yeah. because of something that maybe a ref probably should have caught off the break. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's not my, it's not my responsibility to call myself out. I mean, it's, it's the ref's responsibility. And, and if something like that happens, it's just like, it could so easily be, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It could be so easily staged. Like yeah. If, if it, I'm not saying it's yeah. happening, but I'm saying like, let's say, uh, let's say the team a, needs to beat team B to move on to go to Sunday or, 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 or to finals or whatever. And yeah. all it takes is a ref to turn his head, um, you know, unwillingly turn his head when a guy, when he sees a player get shot off the break and then, you know, 30 seconds in, he notices the hit and goes over there and pulls him and pulls a penalty. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it's, that's, but I mean, there's all kinds of shit like that all over <laughs> in every sport. Yeah, did you see? Did you watch any of the uh, uh, Europe event? The NHL Europe. Event? I just uh, was it yesterday. I just watched the finals match. Oh man, those um, Nick and Matt were talking about it, and it was like those guys would slide in anywhere, and there was like a a ref come flying in, like checking them. You know what I mean? And it was just they were talking about how you can't be sneaky. You know what I mean? Like you're totally just throwing a flag up like, hey, the guy just slid into the snake right now. You know what I mean? Like and which makes they were making a good point because, you know, if, if you 
you know, say you're in the snake corner and you, you see an open, you slide into the snake and you go all the way up to the 50 snake and they have no idea. But then this ref comes flying in to check you. You know what I mean? It's like it happens to me all the time. Uh, I all yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a you know a mid insert guy so i don't ever really have to worry about that but yeah i mean there was a couple times where i was watching those matches and a, a guy would slide into the snake and you would think he's made it in clean because nobody's shooting at him mm-hmm. and then here comes a ref totally signaling that there's a player in the snake for the other team you know what i mean um whether yeah. he does it on purpose or not i mean yeah it's, it's a it's a frustrating thing that that's yeah. for sure and, or even you know there's a lot of times you, uh, I feel a lot of players don't take advantage of watching the refs because yeah. Yeah. especially if you're a front player and you're close and somebody comes to run, like, let's say somebody comes to run me down, like I'll be snap shooting or, or, or if I get put in, I'll put my eyes on the ref. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll communicate or whatever, but I'll look at the ref and if I see the ref go like this, then I know that something's happening <laughs> on the inside and I'm like, yeah. okay, I just need, I need to start rotating my body or whatever. But, yeah. but I mean, they give away a lot, you know, subconsciously. They do. Yeah. I'd never even thought about that. Thanks for that tip, man. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> pro tip, you know, ask, ask Dalton pro tip number, uh, 58. <laughs> yeah. Right. Dalton's playing good, man. He, yeah. I watched, I, I watched, uh, their semifinals match and their finals match. And yeah, he was in he was France. Sure. Yeah, he's yeah. the one who lost the one on one against Chad, though, didn't he? he? Did. Yeah, yeah, he ended up losing that one on one. Yeah, that was, there was actually some really, it was some really good paintball. Chad, Chad won two one on ones. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, that was um, that was pretty crazy. Chad's but, a baller, man. Yeah, yeah, he really is. He's not. Yeah, a lot of those guys are, man. Those guys are heat and impact, and all those guys. I yeah. think I think Heat has to be the ugliest team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friends with all those guys, so I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like, uh, let's see, you got you got Wild Man Ryan Moorhead with his hair, <laughs> and then <laughs> fucking Monville with his mustache. Oh, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, with his face. I guess uh, Dizon Dizon's hair gets him by. He's, yeah. he's got some pretty good hair. He's got um, some good hair. Yeah, so yeah. I can't make a, I can't make fun of too much. Pudu man, I don't want anybody to take me serious, but I'm all friends with them. So, yeah, ugly team Houston Heat, <laughs> but congratulations to them. But, uh, but yeah, yeah man, they're all. Everybody looks the same under a mask. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Paintball. The the uh, it's the cool side of paintball because you know masks look cool. Um, yeah. but it's also, unless you are an avid, avid player and you can see the tendencies and in, in the, in the, the mannerisms of players and you don't really know who's who that's, yeah. that's the tough part. You can't see face. That's why I really enjoy wearing clear lenses because yeah. I think you can see, or people can see like the, the intensity in your face and your eyes and just, yeah. If, if you got that good look. So we were talking about that at Vegas, like, or actually it was at our practice in Sacramento cause it was really cloudy and a lot of us were wearing clear lenses and, you know, we were talking about how people have like the mean eyes, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they just got that good look with a clear lens where, you know, when they get a picture taken yep. and I'm like the complete opposite, I'm like bug eyed, like, <laughs> 
<laughs> looking afraid like I'm about the, to get You got the dead eyes? Yeah, dude. I was like, oh, it's on, nobody shoot me, nobody shoot me. <laughs> so I got the scared look, and, you know, other people have, like, the good look where they're just, like, really looking mean. But, yeah, so yeah. you're, like, looking downfield like this. <laughs> yeah. I have, like, the in-between. I noticed, that, like, I look at pictures, and uh, I'm, like, in-between angry and wide. It's just, like, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe it. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Some people are just photogenic, man. I'm not one of them, so <laughs> I gotta wear the smoke lens as much as I can. It happens, man. It's, yeah. it's all good. I, yeah. I wonder when they're gonna come out with a, a transitioning lens. Oh, lenses are already expensive enough. <laughs> they are. They are. But... Yeah. I had to run and buy a lens one time, and uh, God, I think it was like, and we got it through like our store, the store that sponsors us got us a discount i want to say it was like 30 bucks or something i was just like oh my goodness yeah for a clear lens i bought it i think it was chicago last year and i'm just like oh my goodness 30 bucks for a lens but you know somebody's got to make money doing this (laughs) fuck right so (laughs) i think that's that's another thing with paintball man is and i guess you could say it too well it's the same thing with like snowboarding or this and that but like just shit's expensive yeah yeah, I mean, if, if you is. want, if you want the good stuff and the best stuff, but what is different is that you're always you're continually having to purchase paint. That's the one yeah. thing that is you know it's a guarantee. Yeah, I mean it's not like you can grab your skateboard and go out and go skateboarding, or grab yeah. your snowboard and you pay forty bucks for a lift ticket. I mean you're just, you that's know, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been snowboarding in forever, so I don't know. What oh, the hell is. I went snowboarding a couple of weeks ago as I took my daughter and my girlfriend out, and my lift ticket was like 160 bucks. No fucking way. At hers was like 140 because she was like a local, and my daughter's was, I think, 40 bucks. But yeah. Holy yeah. shit. And then I get rentals for my daughter, which I don't even know. I just gave my credit card. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I'm like, $160 for me to go snowboarding. And how yeah. how many, like how long were you guys there for? We were there all day. But yeah. still, yeah, I think a half day starts at like 11 or 1 o'clock just at Mammoth, Mammoth Mountain. And that was like, I think, 130 bucks or 120 bucks or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's crazy. I mean, that's just to have access to the mountain. Like, that's... That's nothing. There's no like food involved. There's no, no, yeah. Then you know you buy your five dollar bottle of water and your you know four dollar cookie or whatever. <laughs> I hate that they can do that. Same thing with airports or uh, <laughs> fucking anything else where you if you want to buy something it has to be theirs and you have no other choice. Yeah, I hate that they can fucking do that. I bought a Red Bull. At- at an airport and I tried to give him a five it was like five dollars and change and I was like I had to use my card I thought I'd have you know five bucks how can that not buy a Red Bull you know wow it's crazy so it's not like I mean it all has to be straight markup right I mean it's not like they're they're paying more for it no it's just all you know they got you they got you right there where else are you gonna go yeah Yeah. Uh, so uh where were we? We were at uh, the Outlaw game. Yeah, TMG. Uh, TMG. Um, yeah, we ended up taking those guys down 4-3, I believe, in overtime. And um, we beat those guys. 
then we draw dynasty again. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, damn it, anybody with those guys. Um, but it's good though. And, I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's a good redemption game. Yeah, and that's you know that's how we were going into it. I mean, even all the way up until that point, we were just like, like I think uh, Todd said it on the podcast. He's like, yeah, these guys are playing on house money, you know, and we totally were. So, you know, we're just gonna go out there and try and take these guys down. You know, we hopefully we can catch them slipping, you know, a little bit, but we did not catch them slipping. <laughs> did you guys change anything up from the first time you played uh, them? We tried to, yeah, we tried to, you know, maybe play a little more aggressive and just really communicate and not let them run down. They were really running down the Dorito side um, on us. Like, I mean, there was a point where uh, Tyler just running, I'm, and I'm watching him, I'm running, gunning out to the, the Dorito tower, and I'm shooting back in my mirror, and I see him run into the corner. I adjust my lane to the corner. And I start shooting from the corner. He just blows right by the corner, turns the corner, and just goes straight to three. And I'm shooting at him the whole time. I couldn't get him. I'm like, God dang it, man. Mm -hmm. These guys are just like, you know. And, yeah, it's just stuff like that that they were doing. And I'm like, how did, you know, how did he do that? Yeah. Yeah, your paint's there, and they're still just. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow just, yeah, Tyler, that guy's, he's he's crazy athletic too, man. Yeah. He's a beast. Yeah, he's a freak. Kills Um, bugs. Yeah, right. Doesn't he? He owns his own pest control. <laughs> pest control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all the chemicals, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Gets them all flexible. Yeah. So. That's an awesome painting but, behind you, by the way, or print or whatever it is. Those whales. I, oh yeah. So, um, you know what's funny is my girlfriend asked me. She's like, "Where are you going to do this at?" I'm like, "Oh, in the office." And um, I'm like, "I got to because I'm Native American," and so is she, and. uh she got that actually. She there's this artist up in the north. She went to uh, University of Washington, mm-hmm. and uh, there's this artist that gives all of the graduates um, when they you know when they graduate, he gives them a print of one of these. Uh, those are, of these, those uh, are killer whales, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like that, um, like Salish style, um, which is like their uh, traditional like artwork up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he makes those and he gives everyone, every graduate from UW, uh, a print. So yeah, she has another one that she didn't get when she graduated, but she bought one from the same artist. I can't remember what his name is, but yeah, super cool. Um, That's awesome. I love, I love that artwork. Like I love. Yeah. And I was just thinking, uh, um, I was, who was I talking to this about? But uh, I was talking to, some, to somebody. But all of my. For the most part, like all of my designs have been like Native American uh, kind of style, like as far as uh, my guns, my okay. gun designs, and yeah. they've had like feathers or you know like something going yeah. on Native. And I don't know what it is, but I am super intrigued by that whole culture and yeah. just the. Uh, and I'm not at all. I mean, I have I didn't do my. 21 of me or whatever the fuck it is as far as like but i'm as far as i know i am zero negative percent native american but for some reason my mom when i was younger she always had these native american like this art in the house yeah. for like a good oh. five ten years for no and I, I should ask her about that i don't know why she did it but like i looked at it and it was like hooked me right away 
Yeah. And ever since then, for some reason, I've always just I've I've loved the culture. I've loved uh, the artwork and the the whole mentality around it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's ama- It's an amazing culture. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's I live actually on a reservation out here in San Diego. It's like North San Diego County. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know where that other piece is. I I don't know if we got it framed or not, but yeah. I don't know. So what part of the? Uh, I mean, where is your family from? Is it is it from the? Yeah. The so area? right here. Yeah, we're um, we're Cupeno and Luceno Indian, um, and yeah, our reservation's like about fifty to an hour north of like downtown San Diego, mm-hmm. um, and that like literally like my whole family besides my dad's family my dad's mexican um and he's right down the you know or his family's right down the road um but yeah like literally have uh three brothers and they all live like within a mile of me and so like i'm this is where everything's at for me (laughs) yeah yeah very unique um i i always tell people that i'm like i never knew that growing up like i have friends where like you know they live in phoenix and their brother lives in chicago and you know their other brother lives in houston and you know the other one lives in oregon i'm just like wow that's just a crazy concept so they see each other a couple times a year at the most you know yeah my mom just texted me she's like i'm making food tonight you know (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah we all just live right here you know on a reservation yeah pretty cool that's so cool i mean did you guys uh growing up did you guys do anything traditional as uh, as native uh, americans or anything like that or is your family into doing things like that um a little bit yeah i mean so like our story is kind of like we um like we were like colonized twice you know not only by like the american you know like white settlers or you know and then we had like the spanish mm-hmm. you know we have like a mission right here and um so like a lot of our culture was lost, you know, during like that whole like boarding school and like trying to like, you know, save the Indian type Conversion, stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, we have like language class and, you know, there's like traditional like game. I never really, I never really, our, our game is peon, which is like, it's kind of like a little, um, uh, it's a game, you know, you sing songs to it and it's basically like you're, you're hiding like these little bones in your hand, you know, and they got to guess which way you know which hand and which bone is in you know mm-hmm. um there's stuff like that um but yeah i mean the tournament is actually dallas is actually on um uh we have koopa days which is that weekend so i'll be missing it this year um but yeah i mean it's slowly coming back um which is cool uh so yeah yeah i was watching a uh I was with a, a coworker of mine. I usually do some long drives uh, for work, like down to Columbus, which is like a two and a half hour drive for me. Um, yeah. So I usually I'm mostly listening to podcasts, but every yeah. once in a while, what I'll do is I'll have him set up the uh, set up the the phone and kind of hold it off. And we, how did we get into it? Oh, so I was just. Do you know who uh, Aubrey Marcus is? Aubrey Marcus. He's no. one of the co-owners of uh, the Onnit, um, the okay with Kettlebell. Joe Rogan and Kettlebell. Yeah. 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 So yeah. he he was talking about it was it wasn't called interpretive dance, but it was it was some kind of dance where it's like you pretty much you go into a room, you turn off all the lights and everything, and then you uh, you turn this music on 
no matter no matter what kind of music you like or whatever but he has a specific types of music that he listens to and then he just yeah. kind of lets his body kind of just start moving and kind of dancing yeah. around and you don't have there's nobody judging you or anything like that because you're in a room by yourself um and this he had one song that he had mentioned on a podcast and it was called a tribe a tribe called red yeah and it was like indian cry uh war songs with like a little bit of techno in it and yeah. some and some uh some drums and drumming and rhythmic uh rhythmic tones and dr- excuse me drumming and i listened to it i was like this is awesome this yeah. is great i haven't i've listened to it in the car like before i would go to uh jiu-jitsu i would listen to it uh, yeah. but i haven't listened to it yet in like a room and really like started dancing and move around to it but yeah. i'm totally game for it yeah i've heard of um I bet I've heard um, a tribe called Red, and then there's um, what's the other guy's name, uh, Superman or something like that. He has a really cool one, um, but yeah, there's like a lot of that um, where they're starting to blend like like powwow music mm-hmm. with like um, like techno kind of like hip hop beat yeah. type stuff. Uh, it's really cool. It's really cool stuff. Um, and I somebody won a Grammy this year. I I, I can't remember who it was, but they did. Um, uh god yeah i can't think of it but yeah it's yeah it's super interesting and it definitely put me in a rabbit hole of youtube when (laughs) when he was playing it because it was on youtube and he was playing it and i'm driving i'm listening to it i'm like oh shit okay well all right look up powwow stuff and i I started having (laughs) look up like powwows and those like yeah those cries and are they called war cries or like uh battles no i don't know it's just like that powwow music yeah it's it's not really like um anybody's like nobody really owns it i guess um yeah but um yeah i don't know it, i don't know what you would call it but yeah, yeah I, I was watching it i was watching them and they were all sitting around this one drum yeah and they were all they're all hitting the drum at the same time and then yeah. they and then uh, going further down the videos, like he noticed there was another one where it was like, uh, they were doing, uh, they had men and women dressed up in traditional, uh, clothes yeah. and dancing around with like bells and shit yeah. on like, and, yeah. and then they were, they had numbers on them. Like they were doing, like they were in a, some kind of competition. Yeah. So that's basically what a powwow is. There's like, it's, there's like different, um, different dances. So like that would have been like, like there's like a jingle dress that like the ladies will wear and then that's like a certain style of dance and then there's like fancy which is like the guys that are just all all just done up feathered out cool. like yeah feathered out and they're just like spinning like tops and like and there's like traditional where it's usually like the older guys and they're like a little bit more traditional looking and you know they dance a certain way and yeah there's like you know kids do it and yeah it's you know it's pretty cool um we have a powwow here and you know, I think it's in August or something like that. Nice. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it's, I think it's very cool, and I think what unfortunately, um, you know, so many people I feel like a lot of a lot of younger people now um, are losing the uh, the drive to like want to continue traditions. Yeah, it's the, definitely a struggle for sure. Yeah. And and, and you, like if you think about it, and I was thinking about it too. You know those those they're called traditions for a reason. I mean, many 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 years of of it's not just doing the same thing over again. It's like because it means something. Yeah. You know, and and, and 
just because you don't want to do that. Like, yeah, it's not, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain without yeah. sounding like I'm just, you know, shitting on it, but it's, it's like something to be proud of too, like being native American or like I'm Polish. I don't yeah. know shit about Poland <laughs> or anything, but I'm, but I'm proud to be Polish. I mean, yeah. I, I don't get offended when people are like, well, people from Poland are stupid. I was like, okay, if you think so, you're an asshole. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, I don't get offended by it, but it's like, uh, um, but I'm proud to, to be where I am because if, if, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for, for those people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's, it was always kind of a, um, a little bit of a struggle, like as a kid growing up, because here it's like, you know, I'm, I'm half Mexican, the other half I'm Native American. And so there's like, it's really weird. Like we have this strange thing around here. And now that I'm an, an adult, like looking back, I'm like, man, it's so silly. Like there used to be just like this, there, and it's still there. It's not so much anymore, but there's like feuds between like Indians and Mexicans. Right. <laughs> so it's like the Indians don't like the Mexicans, the Mexicans don't like the Indians. And like, there's always fights in school and stuff like that. And now mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, so I being half and half, I was just like, I always felt weird, like taking a side, you know what I mean? And growing up on the reservation, I always ended up leaning towards like, um, you know, the Indian side for sure. And it's just like looking back, I'm like, man, that's so silly. And I saw, and then on the other side, I'm like, I was always like a little hesitant, you know, like, oh, like the Indians, you know, like people would kind of look down on you, I guess a little bit. And so you didn't really want to be associated with them, Mm -hmm. but you did. It's just like, there was always this inner struggle um, for me. And, you know, now that I'm an adult, I can totally see, you know, I'm like, oh man, that was just like, you know, I can be, I'm proud now to be Native American. And back then it was always like, uh, you know, I don't know. You were, you question, know. You were trying to find out what you, yeah, you wanted yeah. to be. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, now it's, you know, and I think a lot of kids these days still struggle, you know, obviously they struggle with it. Um, but, you know, just trying to fix that i guess i don't know um yeah because it's well it's like uh you don't really know that you you don't at some point and i don't know you know i don't know if anybody knows when it exactly happens but at some point you get the joke yeah at at some point growing up like you get the joke and all of a sudden you're like you're this conscious person this conscious adult of of being in control yeah totally Totally. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's really what it is, you know, growing up. And, and I, th- I think there's so many distractions with kids nowadays, um, too, that gives them this, you know, false sense of knowledge. I mean, yeah. because th- there's so much shit out there that, that some kids, well, I've seen it all, you know, well, I've, yeah. I've you know, I have the internet, I've seen it all. I can, I can, yeah. you know, I have infinite knowledge in my hand. And it gives us the, you know, gives them this false sense. And, um, I, I think it happens so prematurely now. And I yeah. think that is where we're losing. That's where we're losing kids on, on being proud of who they are and, yeah. and pr- proud of who their family is. I'm not saying this is everybody. I'm not saying yeah. this is everybody. Um, they're losing their innocence way too early. Yes, ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I know that people have, um, you know, people have lost their innocence before all this shit and everything like that. And, and, and have had to become an adult, um, on a choice that wasn't theirs, you know what I mean? But, but 
I mean, you just gotta, you gotta look back and you, cause I didn't know what the fuck I was doing when I was, you know, 18, <laughs> right. 19, 23, 24 years old. I had no idea. And, yeah. it, and it, and it probably wasn't until my late twenties when I really started realizing, uh, that my actions had repercussions and yeah. responsibilities started kicking in. And, and, and I started, I started wanting to take on responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he, and you know this, especially you yeah. know having a daughter. I mean, how old is yeah. your daughter? She's twelve. Twelve. Holy shit! Yeah. So yeah. And how old yeah. are you? I'm thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah. I'm thirty two. <laughs> and I only I have a two year old. Yeah. So, so you've known this for a while. Yep. Yep. For sure, man. And uh, I try and you know, get, I feel like, I feel like her, you know, myself and her mom have done a good job of you know not letting her you know, just totally live off the internet or whatever. But yeah, I know it's, it's crazy, man. Crazy times for sure as yeah. to be, to be a kid, you know, looking back at like, cause she lives full time in, um, in Phoenix with her mom. Mm -hmm. So she comes out here, uh, she comes out about once a month. I, I, she's supposed to come out for Koopa days, which is the weekend of Dallas, but I can't, you know, I'm like, but, um, anyways, yeah. So I don't even know where I was going. <laughs> How long do you see yourself playing for? Um, I don't know, man. Like, so I took a break after I I tore my ACL. I think you tore your ACL too, right? Yeah. Or did you? No, 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 so no. I, tore... I had a uh, a meniscus tear. Okay, so I I straight up blew out my ACL in uh 2013, and um, yeah, 2013. After yeah, 2013, I had surgery. I had fixed. Um, I was feeling good. I, I felt like I was back. Um, I mean, I was doing physical therapy. I did it for like, God, nine or 10 months or something like that. And um, felt really good. I played World Cup in 2014. Played good. Um, I mean, I, we didn't, I think we played D2 or D1 or something like that. We made Sunday or whatever. Mm. The next year, I'm playing with my good friends. We're playing a dodgeball tournament, right? And I kind of tweak it a little bit. And so I'm just like, and at when I first tore my ACL, I was like getting into golf. And then when I tweaked it again, I swore off everything. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Not, I'm not playing softball anymore. I'm not doing anything. I'm not playing paintball. I'm just focusing on golf, right? Mm -hmm. Golf is like what I was doing. I mean, I played almost every day. Um, and so I played golf for 2014, 2015, 2016. And, you know, the guys were just kept bugging me and bugging me. Like, uh, you know, Corey especially is like trying to get me to come out and play. And I was just like, eh, you know, I don't feel like it. And mm. didn't really, you know, I didn't really, it wasn't there. You know, I'd like, I would go out and play rec ball here and there. But, you know, I just didn't have it to play anymore. I was too like into golf or whatever. And then, um, right. I, they got me to come out at the beginning of last year. And so last year I didn't even have my own Jersey the whole year I played with, uh, <laughs> Jersey. yeah. And so, and that's like how I didn't know I was going to start playing until they already placed their Jersey orders. And it was like maybe three weeks or four weeks before the tournament. Mm -hmm. And my practice was that practice against AC Dallas and, um, yeah, after that, I was super sore. I mean, I played every point. We shot like 90 cases of paint that weekend, 
and I played I played every single point. I didn't sit out one point, and yeah, I couldn't even like walk for like three or four days. I was so sore, but you know, I was back into it, and you know, last year we had a solid season, and so yeah, here we are. As far as how much longer I'm gonna play, you know, I don't know. Probably, and that's like kind of weird. That's kind of like a hard thing because like we don't have any we do have some younger kids but they're definitely not ready for this year mm-hmm. they're, i don't think they'll be ready for next year so i don't know probably two or three more years i don't know <laughs> yeah see yeah we'll see but yeah i enjoy playing now um i just you know gotten bit by the bug again i guess you could say so you know just keep on riding and you know the couple of the other guys are you know we're all like kind of the same age we have Corey and mike who are younger but you know all of us have you know everybody has jobs and all that stuff so you never know but you know i don't know i'd say two or three more years probably yeah what about you (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good question too man it's probably um i don't know i mean i've been playing for a long time um yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say that I'm starting to feel my age because I, f- I feel great, especially now uh, doing jujitsu has yeah. been, uh, I feel better than ever. And really? I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm making way better uh, food choices and health choices than I have. Um, uh, jiu-jitsu has put in, put my body in, in so much better conditioning. I feel because I, I'm not much of like a gym rat. Yeah, I don't like the I don't like the traditional like lifting weights and all this shit and and doing uh jiu jitsu has t- turned my my uh cardio around has turned my strength around my my confidence in myself around um it's amazing I mean I I I actually Sam Monville him and I talked in uh in las vegas and he's doing jujitsu as well and he's like getting deep in it too yeah and it's it's amazing everybody like they get into it and they're just like you get hooked it's addicting man it's like paintball there's a lot of relatable characteristics of of both okay and i really recommend it If, if you ever get the chance to um probably i'm i think at one point in the past, like four or five podcasts, I think I've said jujitsu at least twice. Yeah, yeah. Not in an ad, yeah. <laughs> on the actual <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. But it's amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. I have like, um, like MMA is really big here. What my one of my best friends as a kid growing up, and now um, he teaches like a youth kids class here. Um, he does boxing. He's amazing, dude. This guy is like mm. just does everything for the youth here. Um, but yeah, he does jujitsu and you know, he, he has like a, um, when he was a kid, he hit his head when he was, you know, he has this big scar and all this stuff. So he can't like, he was fighting, he was doing MMA and then doctors are like, nah, dude, you can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. So now like all his focus and energy is totally, you know, to the kids and all that. So he actually, a couple years ago, he got me, um, like a heavy bag for my birthday. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, if I get into this, you know, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might hurt or something like that. So I just never really picked it up. But yeah, I don't know. It's should be, it should be something I should look into though. Cause I'm terrible about working out and stuff like that. And you I know, should, I, man, 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's one thing for me. I didn't like working out, and then it is a full-body workout, not only uh, with your cardio, but also, like, strength and yeah. addiction of wanting to know more and get better. There's a giant stink bug just crawling right there. I don't know how they get in, man. I, you know what's, you know what's, you stink bugs? Yeah, we get stink bugs. Those fuckers. The little black, little black <laughs> Yeah, and it's just crawling, and I swear to God, it looked at me. It just kept And walking. then just kept going. It was just like, yeah, what are you going to do? And it just kept, it just kept yeah. walking. Yeah, we get black widows. It's like, I just killed a big black widow outside my house the other night. I almost walked Ooh. right into it. God damn it. I hate those things, man. But, but yeah, man. Well, uh, Let's see, where were we? I mean, we were getting into the Dynasty match, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back 30 minutes ago. Um, so yeah, yeah, those, what happened against the Dynasty match? They just waxed us, man. We couldn't um, – they beat us 6-0. We just couldn't get anything going against them. They would shoot a guy fast, and then, you know, we had a couple points where we probably could have pulled them off or yeah. up a body, um, but we just didn't. Um, yeah, and they just came out running on all cylinders which you know what's crazy is like they beat us 6-0 they go play impact and get smoked by impact 6-0 i'm just like oh that makes me feel real good you know Mm -hmm. but um you know impact was rolling they just you know they were they were on fire they're on fire yeah And, and mouse not being able to play in europe i guess he got hurt or something like that it really makes me think like man he must just be that good you know what i mean like i if he would have been the difference to them winning five, four or them losing five, four, mm-hmm. four, you know what I mean? Like if he was playing, do they win or do they, you know what I mean? Like, dude, all those guys are solid. I mean, he's obviously a, a very, very good player, but yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they run two lines the majority yeah. of the time. I don't know if they did or not in, uh, in Europe, like but mostly running most of the same guys. They would, mix it in for them you know a little bit but it was like keith um rainy dalton um uh nick nick laval and um one of the yakimix and then i yeah. can't remember the other guy was that was playing a lot for him. i wish all the pro teams were able to do that honestly like, <laughs> yeah I, I wish all the pro teams were were, were financially of you know of ready and able and yeah. uh, available to go over and play European events and, and even play enough paintball to be consistent over here in, in the States. I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. That'd be cool. I mean, I, I, I definitely want to go over there and play a tournament, mm-hmm. you know, at least before I'm done playing, that would be really cool. Um, yeah, never got to. Yeah. Yeah. You ever had offers? Nobody's come over. I've had and... offers, but okay, it, it wasn't like, I wasn't let's see well when I played on avalanche that's when I actually had um, I was able to and mm-hmm. for some reason I just didn't have the hookups at the time to be able to find a team and go over there and play and then all of a sudden when I got uh, an actual nine to five and everything that's when all the hookups started coming in and I'm like <laughs> now I can't because I don't have uh, I don't have vacation time or anything like that and i just can't i just can't make it happen yeah 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 it's time man i feel like my weekends are are booked from here till world cup i mean it's crazy like with 
you know, all my friends getting married and just, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I don't know. I'd like to go play one of those tournaments. They look fun. I'd love to see Europe yeah. for sure. Um, and, uh, the two dudes from, um, AC Dallas went over there and played and they almost TJ Danner and, uh, somebody Jackson. Yeah. Jackson or one of the Jacksons, I think. I don't know. Um, yeah, TJ Danner and a Jackson. They didn't even have jerseys with their names on it, but they went over there and guested with Tauntauns. They played with Tauntauns over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They, they played really well. They they had impact. They had them on the ropes, and impact ended up pulling it off. Yeah, yeah. Again with the AC guys, they had impact. You know what I mean? That's gotta that's gotta be chewing <laughs> at those guys. You know, right? Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, man. Well, dude, I'm. Uh, I think we. I think you had a pretty good, damn good podcast. Yeah, it's cool getting to know you and getting to talk to you about you know paintball, and then also yeah. about the you know about your background and everything. I think it was. Uh, I think yeah. it was really cool. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, I enjoyed coming on here. Anytime you want to, you know, set something up again, let me know, or with any of the other guys too. You know, and get those guys to do it. They're all telling me, you know, certain things I should say or whatever. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there? Uh, Now's the time. Is there anyone you, uh, any anybody you want to give a shout out to? Anybody, uh, any sponsors you want to uh, throw out there? Um, yeah, we shoot Planet Eclipse. I'm on the same kick as you, man. I shoot the uh, the LV 1.5. Yeah, and, but at the event, so this is a funny story. Um, we we didn't have it. We don't have any of the CS2s, and at the event, they gave us some to mm-hmm. shoot for. The, you know, they want us to shoot them. Um, and a couple of the guys were like, ah, you know, I don't want to shoot. So I actually shot one for the event. Um, I really liked it. Uh, they're nice. Yeah, they're. I really like the way they feel. They kind of shortened it up a little bit from the CS ones and 1.5s, and a little different shot. But I mean, I liked it. I mean, I would shoot one for mm-hmm. sure. But you know, <laughs> I was gonna ask those guys, be like, hey, let me keep, let me hold on to this until you guys can get us some, you know. And before. Yeah. Before I even like got back from shaking Dynasty's hands, the guy, the one of the Texas over there, like taking my hopper off, swiped the barrel. Him up. <laughs> yeah, dude, they took him like that. I was like, ah, oh, man, well, maybe they'll <laughs> maybe they'll give me one at the next event too. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, I shoot that one point five. Um, I think shoots money. It really reminds me of like the, just like an old Timmy, you know, yeah. just like soft and yeah. But um, yeah, Planet Eclipse GI. Um, uh, Mesa Paintball Supply out in Phoenix. Those guys, you know, what one of the owners actually is on our team. Uh, they help us out a lot. Um, but yeah, Exalt Exalt hooks us up a lot too. Those guys are really good. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't. They'll probably tell me something. That I've <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, thank you, man. I, you know, I, yeah. I really much appreciate it, and I wish you guys, you know, the best of luck. Uh, yeah, this year, I, I think you have um, as long as you guys play like you uh, like you played in Vegas. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you have a, a, a bright future ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, we're in the bracket of death again too. <laughs> every bracket, man, I'm telling you, every bracket is a bracket of death. I don't know. Yeah. I, some of the guys on my team too, they're like, "Oh, we got a good bracket." I'm like, "Does it really fucking matter?" Because that's true. That's it, true. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter who you play. It doesn't matter who you play. It's how you play them. Yeah, because, I mean, even last year, you know, in semi-pro, it's like, oh, yeah, I like our bracket. And then, you know, 
we're 3-0 and then we go play this one team who we think we're gonna roll and they beat us 3-1 you know what I mean it's just yeah. like you never know you never know no. but we, we get to play impact finally so there you go yeah, yeah. hopefully we can take those guys down yeah it's but possible, um yeah man. yeah awesome Augie well thank you so much man and uh we'll see you soon I mean Dallas is right around the corner yeah two weeks away or two and a half weeks away yeah I'll see you out there man for sure face. yeah thanks again no worries bud take care Ah, uh, you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Augie, for sitting down and taking some time out of your day uh, and, and, and chit-chatting with me. I thought we went into some great avenues, uh, being able to go back and kind of retrace his tracks and his team's tracks in Vegas, uh, as well as into a little bit into his life and what it's like right now the craziest of craziness of the uh, of the new teams and of his background and kind of where these guys are coming from and i, I love this man I, I love being able to hear people's stories and you guys know that because i say it all the time but um thank you so much augie again and uh good luck this season bud um a big thank you goes to our sponsors charm city paintball like i've said many many times before Please check out Charm City Paintball, some of the best headbands in the game. Uh, he has Tiger Stripe, he has Woods, he has Cornstalks, he has Solids with Stripes. He can make some custom gear for you. Make sure you hit him up, Charm City Paintball, on Facebook. Send him a message and you can get some sweet custom headgear, whether it be a headband or a head wrap or a pack band. Pack bands are cool. Check them out. Um, so thank you to Charm City. Also brought to you by CKFightLife.com. Paintball gear, jujitsu, laser engraving, whatever you please, they have it for you. I am wearing the uh, the jujitsu geese that they have, and also the rash guards. Amazing stuff, high quality. I get compliments compliments on it all the time from the guys on the uh, on the jujitsu side. And then obviously everybody knows about their amazing laser engraving work. Uh, the graphics are sick. Again, the number to give them a call, 951-219-5045. I feel like I'm saying that really fast, like if I'm leaving a voicemail. Because you know how annoying sometimes that gets when somebody's like, Hey man, give me a call back. Uh, my number is 271-537-5566. And you got to go back and listen to it again. So let me, let me fix that. Um, it's Tony... 951-219-5045 ckfightlife.com check them out buy some stuff and uh i'm sure they can hook you up on a little they always have deals going on i think right now they have uh 10% off something going on that might be the jujitsu side but i'm not sure um but they do have awesome laser engraving tell them carl from the playing on podcast sent you and last but not least like i oh, damn it i knew i was gonna say it See, I started going off, wasn't thinking, and then I said it. Um, <laughs> we're brought to you by, also, we're also brought to you by Planet Eclipse, makers of the Etha mechanical marker, the Beast from the East Coast, because they're from Rhode Island, but well, in the states anyway. But I, I don't know if you guys saw pictures or heard stories or anything, but this is going to be Planet Eclipse's. Uh, retail marker in you know that whole kind of challenging the Tipman 98 and kind of rejuvenating the whole what it means to be an entry-level marker and a, and, a, and a 
a rental marker. Everybody that I had shoot this thing, uh, and even I talked to Renick about it, and he's amazed with the things. I mean, he's already ordering some. Uh, field orders are already going out. These things are awesome. I mean, I, I will be honest, Jack. I was a little like, oh, it's a rental marker. Okay, I'll, I'll try it out. I'll give it a go. I was, you know, just like whenever you hear the word rental, it's always like, eh. And then I shot it, and I was hooked immediately. Immediately. I mean, it took me a single shot. Okay, maybe two, because it was ball on ball. These things are awesome. I mean, I couldn't stop talking about it. I was probably getting super annoying to people because I was like, have you shot this? Have you shot this? Have you shot this? I was like a kid. I was like a little child at a, at a grown man's paintball tournament having people shoot this thing. But I swear to you that everybody who gave me feedback from it was like, wow, this is, this is awesome. And I said, yes, yes, it is. So thank you to Planet Eclipse. Make sure you check them out, planeteclipse.com. All the goodies everywhere. Um, but just like always, thank you, everybody out there. Thank you for listening. I, uh, I really hope that you guys are appreciating all of the work that actually goes into these. Uh, like I said, I know I've been busy, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I have life going on and I wish, and maybe someday this could be something that I'm doing on a permanent basis where I can, uh, you know, I'm, I'm making some kind of income where I can do this all the time and I could put three, four podcasts out a week. I mean, I would love to do that, but just with real life and, uh, and family and work and all that, and then trying to play paintball on top of that and focus, um, it becomes difficult, but I am trying, I'm telling you, I'm trying. And, uh, but it, it goes without saying, but you know, thank you to everybody out there for listening. I very, very much appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy having people on and telling stories. And, and I've had a lot of compliments lately on, on, on uh, people enjoying the podcast. So that's it, it means something to me that I, I feel like I'm giving back to the sport um, that has given me so much. So uh, thank you guys again. If you are uh, looking to leave comments or anything like that, hit me up on Instagram, Carl underscore Markowski, uh, or on Facebook, Carl Microwave Markowski. And I got some, I got stuff for sale. I'm going to make some t-shirts soon. Uh, I'm going to have all kinds of goodies out there. All right, guys. So again, make sure you, uh, make sure you tune in. I will have guests here soon. Hopefully, uh, I'm going to get this out tonight, but I believe in a few days I'm going to try and get uh, Mr. Chad George and Ryan Smith from Houston Heat on the on the podcast at the same time. We're going to kind of go over France and uh, the whole finals game. Try something a little new, see how that works out, but, uh, but I'm excited. So, and make sure everybody do not text and drive. Remember, we are the ones that make the roads dangerous. If we pay attention, it cuts it in half, if not almost... 70 90 90 percent uh less dangerous if we start paying attention to the roads that's why the podcast platform is so awesome and i know i'm rambling but i'm serious and the people listening to this right now that are driving know exactly what i'm talking about so please put your phones down enjoy the podcasts and uh, we'll see you again here soon on the playing out podcast peace